sound. You don't have a split screen here. That's so okay. Al's in the chat, literally we here with his popcorn. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> ready? Can we have start recording? Yeah. Is this going live? Yeah. Yes. Or do I have to hit go live? It's recording. It's recording, but is it live? I think we can take go live, right? Stand by. Abby gave the finger. Hold on. <laughs> Uh, maybe. Right. But you're not going to do the split, split screen? Uh -oh. Are you ready Let's to go. start live yes. streaming? Yes. Yes. Okay, we're live. All right. We are live. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the We the Locals podcast. No sound. No sound. That's okay. Can anyone hear us? Drop a, <laughs> drop a thumbs up in the chat if you can hear us. <laughs> what do we got? from the camera so anyway welcome everyone we are excited to be here sorry we're running a few minutes behind our I don't first think we're live yet live okay we're not live <laughs> yeah, we're not live on either yet oh here we are i see us on rumble so that's a good sign and see on YouTube. And just start sending us your video from your streaming software to go live. We should have done that. Yeah. Oh, oh we're live on Rumble? We are live on Rumble. Is anyone joining us on Rumble? Uh, we haven't gotten any chats in Rumble yet, but I'm going to drop the link to Rumble in All the right. YouTube chat. All right. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> so I'm going to put that in right now. Um, let's see. We've got we've got five people waiting here. But it's saying that it's not live from the source? Correct. So that means from that little thing. Well but it's live on Rumble, so like it's streaming. So it's just the YouTube's not connecting correctly. Which I connected uh, the account, so it, it should have unless unless it's a different no it's the only live we got mm, right what that's not working with the split screen Ooh. you need me to move you're learning with us we're all learning as we go we're figuring this out yes we are Okay. 
but we're not live. So we're live on Rumble. All right, so rock and roll? Yeah, we might as well while we work these. Uh, did you let everyone know in YouTube? I did. I dropped the link to Rumble in okay. our YouTube chat. So if people want to migrate over there, um, hopefully they'll join us on Rumble. And we will definitely upload everything to YouTube um, once we are finished tonight. But we'll go ahead and get started. Mm -hmm. All right, so. Um, if you're just now joining us, welcome everyone to our second episode of the We The Locals podcast. My name is Josie. I'm Jessica. And I'm Abby. And um, we're excited to have you here with us tonight. Um, forgive us any kinks we're working out. We are running live, our first live episode. So, um, you know, with anything new comes new challenges, but we are up for them and we really appreciate um, Stu. Stu. Hello, Stu. Hello. Who <laughs> <laughs> has worked hard to help us. Get everything up and running and yells at us when we touch the cameras and <laughs> <laughs> all that kind of stuff. So thank you, Stu, for putting in all that hard work. You're welcome. Thanks. Um, so tonight our episode is brought to you by our sponsor, R30 Agency, a private investigating firm, investigation firm. Um, their website will be in the notes. So thank you very much, R30 Agency. We really appreciate your sponsorship. If you have a business um, and would be interested in sponsoring our show, please let us know. We are seeking sponsors currently. Um, so for tonight, so last episode, um, hopefully you joined us, we talked about kind of where we came from. We wanted to give you a little bit of background on who we are and how we all got to this fight. And um, we would like to pick up that story and kind of bring us to present and why we felt it was so important to do this. I mean, right? Like yep. Absolutely. What, le what led us here? What led us here? So, um, Jessica, do you want to pick it up? Sure, sure. So last time um, I kind of told you about what got me started and what got me off of the couch. And I uh, decided to join the Republican Party, the REC here in uh, uh, Palm Beach County. Um, my husband was like, you want to do what? And I'm like, I want to be a precinct committee person and um, join the Republican Party and see what I can do and uh, to get good people elected. Um, understanding with everything that was COVID, um, knowing that our local officials and everything had way more control over my <laughs> my sovereignty and, and my everyday life than I had anticipated, I wanted to make sure that we got good ones in. And so we joined uh, the REC, I think it was in June of 21. Um, and uh, we actually met some great people uh, right off the bat. Um, and so we started attending meetings. And then um, as getting to know people, they were letting us know different things things that were going on in the area. And um, we ended up joining this, attending this group called um, Locals for Liberty. Um, <laughs> we go in, I'm like, okay, let's let's attend this group. Let's get around, you know, like-minded people. How so, did you hear about it? Um, somebody handed me a card for Locals. You don't know, remember where or who? I think it was uh, Christine uh, Mancini. Christine oh, okay. Mancini. Yeah, she told me about it. And I was like, okay, so let's go. Um, so we go, and all of a sudden I see Michael and Marcy there, uh, Michael and Marcy Woodward. And I was like, oh, you're here too? And Marcy's like, this is our group. And I'm <laughs> like, what? Because we started the REC the same time Michael and Marcy did. We mm. did our we did our um, orientation and everything mm -hmm. together. So different things that we had done. All of a sudden, I'm like the Jansons were there and the Woodwards were there. It was just this cosmic thing that we just always were in the same place at the same time. So we started going to uh, locals um, and getting involved um, 
you know, learning campaigns, things of that nature. And then all of a sudden, um, a special election came up for Jason Mariner for a CD20 in Palm Beach County. Um, unfortunately, we did lose Jason this week. Um, he did pass away, so we do want to give our thoughts and prayers to him and his mm -hmm. family. Um, he w had such courage mm -hmm. and, and such grit to kind of just jump in you know, feet first into a campaign um, against a very tough Democrat, Sheila McCormick. And, um, you know, Marcy calls me one day and goes, hey, we're going to go out, can you know, canvassing and knocking doors for Jason Mariner. Do you want to go? And I'm like, yeah, let's go. And that <laughs> kind of like started our journey as far as like getting involved in campaigns and, and talking with people. And that was the thing that kind of was so real for me was actually talking to people and learning and knowing like oh my goodness more and more people feel the same way that we do we wanted a change we wanted something different um and so then as we're progressing into this time frame of um working on jason's campaign unfortunately he did lose that special election but we learned at least i learned a lot about campaigning and what it's about and what's involved and knocking on doors and talking to people um and really just kind of doing the hard work um boots on the ground grassroots um that sort of thing um and we were continuing to go to events um continuing to go to locals for liberty every month and then um we knew that District 4 in Palm Beach County had an election coming up and nobody was running against um, Robert Reinroth for District 4 uh, Commissioner. Um, it was kind of a, um, a thing where we kind of were talking and I was like, Marcy, you should run. And she's like, no, no. <laughs> I'm like, Marcy, you should run. And it planted a little seed, she told me, um, and so then all of a sudden we get invited to Marcy's house one night, a group of us, those at this table included. We're all going to have a different version of this story. <laughs> it's going to be great. <laughs> so there was wine involved, but it was, it was good. It was good. Um, and the, Marcy blew us out of the water. She came with the receipts. She knew what she was going to do. She did her research. She did not go jump into this blindly whatsoever. She knew that where and how it could be run uh, and won um, and to be able to be successful. And she's like, would you guys be willing to support me in a run for uh, District 4 Commissioner for Palm Beach County? And we were like, yeah. Absolutely. Um, so very quickly, um, after some conversations and figuring out how we're going to do that, we hit we literally hit the ground running and we did not look back. Um, she asked me to be her treasurer and I was like, uh, yes, I have a financial background, but I've never ran a campaign before. She's like, I've never ran for for commissioner before. So we're all good. So um so we were literally kind of learning as we went, but everything just kind of magically fell into place. It, it was a type of divine guidance, in my opinion. And so um, we, you know, she got across the finish line. You know, she did a great job. Um, wasn't much money. Um, she had a lot of local support. Um, and we just got to see, or at least I got to see how powerful the people are. 
how powerful we are when we band together, when yeah. we work together, when we Absolutely. when we um, do the hard work and have really good um, insight and just teamwork. Mm -hmm. We really worked as a team. Um, and it was awesome to watch her connect with the people. And I call her, I call her a unicorn because she was just so good. Every time that she talked to somebody, she listens. Um, she, she just made it very easy to support her. Yeah. Um, it was really easy to knock on doors and say, my friend is running for county commission. And if you check her out, I think you're going to love her. Um, and if you agree with her, please vote for her. Um, now looking back, like she had NPAs voting for her. She had a lot of Democrats voting for her. So it wasn't just the Republicans. She really won over the community and the district. Um, and so shortly after that, I became the regional director for the REC. Um, I was a deputy director. Um, and basically, Palm Beach County, REC, the Republican Party, is split up into districts um, in accordance. Um, uh, at the time, it's uh, school board. I do believe that might be changing soon. Um, so Ooh. everybody who lives in Boca um, is in this region. And we were having monthly meetings, and they were successful. Like, we were really working together in this group to be able to get the word out and helping get candidates elected come, uh, going into 2022 um, along with Marcy. And so when we, um, I was deputy director and then um, I ended up being the regional director for uh, District 5. Um, so shout out to uh, Region 5. Um, <laughs> we couldn't be here without you. Um, so thank you everybody for your support in Region 5. We are just a close-knit family. We connect, we protect our we, we protect our own, and we fight to get really good candidates elected. Um, and then all of a sudden, I, I'm working at, at um, a uh, company where I basically have you know, CFO responsibilities, um, full-time job. And I'm like, politics, like my job was getting in the way of politics. <laughs> <laughs> Jobs get in the way of hobbies. It's kind of problematic. <laughs> I'm like, I love my job. I love the people I work for. Um, you know, I, I just, I, there was just something there that I'm just like, I just have to do something different. I just felt like it just, it was time for me to retire at 45 years old. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I think I'm going to do something else. I don't know what that is. Um, and then the minute that I said that and I kind of put it out into the universe that, hey, I'm going to I'm going to quit my nearly six figure job <laughs> and and, and um, I'm going to figure out something else to do. And all of a sudden I get a call from Marcy. And she's like, um, would you consider coming to work for me in the commission office? And I was like, um, yes. <laughs> Without a doubt. Yes, and please. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, okay. I, I had no expectation of that. I did not expect that. Um, and she's like, I would really like to do this with you. And when she when she got elected, I, I spoke with her and I said, look, you're not doing this alone. I'm going to watch every meeting with you. I'm going to be there to support you. You can call me. You can vent. You can cry. Whatever you need to do. I don't want you to think that you're doing this alone. Um, and um, she really appreciated that. I know she did. And um to just be asked to be like, okay, we're going to do this. And, 
and to do it together. Um, I mean, we have a great, she has a great staff um, and to kind of be in government full time now um, is crossed over to the other side. I know, I know. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, I've become what I did not want to have happen. <laughs> like we were supposed to like get these people out and I'm like, then I realized the more that we have good people in mm -hmm. these government positions mm -hmm. is really what makes the difference. And mm -hmm. we're watching. Marcy's watching. She asks the good questions, the tough questions. She takes it very seriously. And I support her a thousand percent in everything that she does. We have so much fun in what we do but we also take it very seriously. And I want to serve. I want to be a part of this apparatus that we have going in Palm Beach County and and to learn that you have this idea or this thought process of how government works and then to actually see it is like two totally different things so um, it's been a very interesting route road I should say and um, it's very quickly from the moment that I got off the couch and stopped complaining to where that I am now and really feeling confident in going into 2024. Um, we were able to get some really good people, including Marcy, elected in 2022, and I can't wait to continue to go on that road and be able to um, push that momentum off into 2024. So this is where um, I am now, and um, with this kind of opportunity to kind of have this bird's eye view of how everything works from the political side of the REC and the Republican Party and through the government um, aspects, um, I think it allows me to bring more information to the people. Mm. And, and Marcy ran on bridging that gap between government and the people. She wanted to connect because we were... It, and learning more and more is it's like we weren't so much misinformed or we just weren't informed. Mm -hmm. Uninformed. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like you look back and, and then you start to understand why the decisions were made or, or you know, right, wrong or, or whatever. Um, that's a whole nother story and a whole nother side of it. But it's like you start to realize how it kind of all works together and how it's it's not purposeful that the people aren't necessarily involved it's just that they're not um they're just they're just not watching they're just not paying attention and the more that we pay attention even if it's small uh, you know tidbits like watching this podcast of just getting informed and knowing what's going on so you can make good educated decisions when mm -hmm. when electing good people into office it makes a big difference because if we have good people there that are in integrity and that love their job and that are there to serve and to be our voice and will stand by that voice those are the people we need that those are the less the people that we don't have to pay as much attention to um and so i'm excited to be part of that and be able to kind of see how people are operating in municipalities and in local governments um i think it's going to um be very interesting how 2024 plays out and i'm i'm excited to be in this position and have the have the positions that i have to be able to do that and bring that knowledge and information to the people cool that's so awesome that's where we are that's exciting i know it's gonna be great i think <laughs> we're gonna be revisiting a lot of those topics yes. as we go forward with all of these things so for sure um abby are we right. having some sound issues we are i don't think we i don't think the audio is live um definitely not on rumble 
It's not on here. It's not going on here, but it's here. Oh. So is it re being recorded? So I don't. Yes, it's being recorded, but this here. Usually Some kind of input thing. Back and forth, and it's not. Oh. Uh oh. All right. There's no way to figure out why that bar is turned off. Mm -mm. We could. Well. We'll just keep recording. Keep recording and, and we'll upload it and we'll get it fixed for next time. Our next episode will be July 20th. Yes. So we will have some of these more kinks worked out by then. We'll know that that's an issue and we'll figure it out. Um, All right. So, well, Abby, where are you now? I am going to back up. I'm going right. to back up a few steps. Um, you know, Jessica brought us to the present and I'm going to back up to, you know, <laughs> January of 21, I guess. <laughs> so when I left my story off last time, um, I had just met up with the founding members of what came to be Locals for Liberty for the first time in December 2020. And we decided to keep meeting every month because we just enjoyed each other's company and we felt like it was a, a, a worthy pursuit. And we started inviting others to come out. And it's funny to think about now, um, you know, meeting upstairs at the Barrel of Monks. And uh, originally we just sat around the conference table because we could fit around the conference table because there was you know, only about a handful, a dozen of us or so. And it continued like that for, you know, several months into the spring. Um, I remember Josie coming, Shh. Josie coming <laughs> a, a month or two in, um, and yeah. she'll get into her story <laughs> and how she got there. Um, but, uh, you know, <laughs> back then I, I just remember thinking, oh my goodness, this is taking up so much of my time. We're talking about like one night a month. <laughs> 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 but it was good. I mean, obviously I enjoyed it. And, and, and like I said, it was, it was worth doing. And um, a late spring, um, a, an individual, one of my Broward brethren came to one of our meetings. He had some mutual friends in the group at that point. And uh, he pitched the precinct strategy to us and the importance of becoming a precinct committee man and woman um, with the county GOP, and he signed a bunch of us up. Um, you know, the majority of the group was in Palm Beach County, but me and one other guy, we were in Broward County, so we ended up uh, submitting our applications to the Broward GOP. And in June of 21, I got read on as a precinct committee woman. And I don't think you could have prepared me for the meetings. <laughs> 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 and um, anybody's been to an REC meeting and you haven't been to a BREC meeting. <laughs> yeah, Breck, Broward GOP, Breck is Broward Republican Executive Committee. Uh, it's synonymous with the Broward GOP. Um, we have almost 400 members uh, in, in our in our GOP now. Um, it was probably about 300, uh, between 250 and 300 in ju June of 21. Um, they read each person's name on, and you stand up and you say I or whatever. I, I can't remember. The meeting was several hours long. There was a lot of interruptions. Um, historically, there's been a bunch of shenanigans in the Broward, uh, the, the Breck meetings. So it was, it was eye-opening. But I joined, and I remember there was going to be a training in July, and I was going to, you know, dive in, you know, you know, feet first. And I got COVID really bad in July of 21. So I was, I was wiped out for the oh last yeah, half of the month. Oh, yeah, I forgot about my COVID stuff. Last half of the <laughs> month. <laughs> so um, anyways, I come back to Locals for Liberty meeting in August. And I walk up the stairs and I walk into the room. And the room is packed. <laughs> there was probably about 60 people in the local Locals for Liberty meeting in August of 21. And I think that's because of who you mentioned, Christine Mancini, inviting everybody and, and their mother to the meeting and just it, like our size just exploded between 
you know, begin well, July, you know, it was right around the 4th of July holiday, so there weren't that many people there, but I mean, it just exploded the next month. So our numbers grew. Um, I started getting involved in the, um, the REC. Uh, back, back then, they were just trying to get people out, knocking on doors, meeting, you know, the whole point is to be extremely local to your neighborhood, to your neighbors, you know, build those relationships with people that you should already know to a certain extent. They're your immediate neighbors. Um, but just introduce yourself um, to your Republican neighbors. Mm -hmm. Explain that you're a main point of contact. Back then, we were collecting um, petitions, uh, signatures, uh, to get Republican candidates on the ballot. Um, depending on the level of office that they're seeking, they have to have so many signatures in order to um, not have to pay the filing fee. And the filing fee for, I mean, for some seats, it's, uh, you know, several thousand dollars, $10,000. I think for U.S. Senate, it's a lot, twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000. So, you know, the signatures, it can save you a lot of money. I mean, I, I'm kind of of the thought, like, when you're running for U.S. Senate, you probably have that money sitting <laughs> in your account. But when you're, uh, you know, when you're a county commission candidate, a school board candidate, mm -hmm. um, th every penny counts because um, the funding is, you know, hard to come by. So we were out knocking on doors for a couple of the Republican um, state house reps in Broward. And uh, I just remember in the August heat, mm -hmm. Saturday afternoon, you know, going door to door in my immediate, you know, the, the street behind me, the my street, the streets around me, and just asking my Republican neighbors if they would sign petitions to get, you know, my representative, Chip LaMarca, on the ballot again in 22. So that was like my first experience door knocking and like... You know, it's it's nerve wracking at first. You you feel like you're imposing. You feel like you're you know. Mm -hmm. Is the door gonna get? Can I tell in you about face? our? <laughs> can I tell you about our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ? <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, so that was that was August to twenty one. You know, the fall continued. I'm, the rest of the fall is kind of a blur for some reason. But I do remember getting towards the end of the year. Um, my immediate area, uh, my town, we had a really good group of precinct committee men and women. We, we had a meetup in August. It was successful. We got to know each other. We had a pretty lively um, group chat going. And, um, you know, we started paying attention. And uh, it's, it's like December of 21. We kind of had a Breck holiday party slash meeting. Uh, and somebody put it in my head, like, hey, you know. The That's Light what happens. Lighthouse <laughs> Point City Commission elections are coming up in January, you know, March election date you ever think about running? And I'm like, oh, no. I got too much on my plate as is. You know, full-time job, coaching, financial One coaching, side hustle. Yeah, two meetings a month. That's it. It's all you can handle. Locals for Liberty, like all this. Well, so I kept thinking it over. And actually, to back it up into like October, my pastor said something to me. He's like, you should run. And <laughs> there was some ulterior motives on his part because my church was opening a campus in Lighthouse Point and, you know, all that. Um they were having issues with the, you know, the building department and permitting and all that. So anyways, he's like, you should run. I, th I think you already have it in your heart to run. And I think you just need to, you know, listen to that. Bite the bullet. So let me tell you, the first 10 days of January, because the filing deadline was January 10th, I believe. Um, I, it was literally waking me up at night. <laughs> like trying to decide whether or not to, to, to do this for the next two months. 
and, and then I, potentially the next two years if right, you win. Right, because if you win, then you actually have years. to do the job. Right. Is it two or three? Four years. Four, oh, four, four years. years. It's a four-year oh, term. Oh, it's a four-year yeah. term. Ooh. So the next four years. So it's a big deal. I mm. had talked to someone who was associated with my church, but also li- lived in town and was f- very familiar with lo- the town politics. And, you know, we had a g- generic conversation about it. And then I filed the initial paperwork to, like, designate my campaign treasurer and, like, what seat I was fi- running for. Well, I decided, I found out that a fellow precinct committee man was running for the open seat. Like, the the, the incumbent was not running for re-election. It was an open seat. Well, I'm not going to run against a fellow precinct committee man. And the other seat, there were three seats up. The second seat was held by a Republican and already had someone challenging him. The third seat was ru- was held by an NPA, and he was running unopposed. So, of course, I'm going to run against the NPA yep. that's running unopposed because democracy is an election. <laughs> <laughs> I get a phone call from that same person. If I had known you were planning to run against so-and-so, I would have told you not to run. And this is like the Friday before the filing deadline. He, he calls and tells me this. So I'm like, oh, my gosh, what am I doing? And I mulled it over. I'm like, you know what? No. Like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to keep it issues focused. I'm going to keep it positive, but I'm going to run my race because I believe in this. I, f- I truly believe that I should run against, you know, a no party affiliation candidate. And even if I don't win, I'm going to make him perform his job better. Mm-hmm. That's right. Hold them accountable. So I filed at like 10 a.m. before the noon filing deadline <laughs> on, on the 10th. <laughs> and it was off to the races. I had to learn how to raise money and ask people for money to support me. I had to find volunteers. Um, I was back at it, door knocking again. This time I was selling myself. And, you know. Which is harder. It is hard. (laughs) I had to learn the issues. I mean, I hadn't really paid attention to the city commission and the issues that closely in the past, even though I had been a resident for 10 years. Um, So it was definitely a crash course. And it was stressful. And it was a lot of, like... Even when I wasn't out door knocking, I was stressing about it. Like, I need to get out there. I need to talk to more people. I need to hit more doors. I need to be doing, doing, doing. Like, And the best feeling was the night before the election when I knew there was nothing more I could do. Mm-hmm. And I just had to see where the chips fell the next day. And, um, you know, unfortunately, I didn't win. I got about 25% of the vote. And uh, But it was... Uh, I. I walked away from that experience feeling like I learned a ton and I was grateful for the experience and it made me a better citizen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Your campaign was fun too. Yes, mm-hmm. Jessica volunteered for my yes. campaign. I yes. wasn't able to, Josie but I was tangentially involved <laughs> in my campaign. <laughs> yes, totally, like, totally had the support of locals for Liberty. Yes. Uh, a lot of people came out and volunteered for me. Uh, Marcy door knocked for me. I told all the people who I kniv- know live in Lighthouse Point to vote for yes. you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the crazy thing is, is that two weeks after the election, the mayor of our town passed away. Um, and so there was actually... Um, the commission had to appoint one of their own to the mayor's seat for until the 2024 election, so just less than a year away now. Um, and then there was a vacancy on the commission that they had to fill by appointment. So, of course, having just run, um, I applied for the appointment, and um, there were nine other people that applied. So then the commission had to narrow that list of 10 candidates down. 
they decided to narrow it down to four finalists and then they were going to do like a special commission meeting and do like Q&A with the four finalists. So one of the things that they used to narrow the list down was have you ever served on a board or committee in town, which I had not. So I got cut before the finals. And then they ended up putting more weight um, in the finalists round on having just run in the election. I was like, well, you guys just got rid of me. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the one of the other candidates that lost uh, just a month prior, a month and a half prior, uh, ended up getting appointed to that, that vacant seat. And so that's kind of where the city commission stuff ended up. Um, but a lot of good stuff did come out of that. I, I forged relationships with several of the commissioners and the mayor, who was a commissioner. Um, I got appointed to two different one board and one committee in town last year. Um, so I am serving in that, that capacity this year. And then we got into the primary season mm -hmm. in the summer of 22. Um, I canvassed my precinct yet again in the primaries and then again for the general. Um, so all told, and I don't think I mentioned that I, I also volunteered for the special election in CD20 in oh, that's right. fall of 21, January yeah. 22. Um, CD20 um, is a unique district because it does um, it does encompass parts of both what Palm Beach. What does CD stand for? Congressional District. Thank you. Florida Congressional District 20. Um, it is the most gerrymandered district in the state. Yep. Yep. Uh, it encompasses parts of Palm Elsie Beach and Hastings Broward. Hastings held it for 30, 30 something, years? something years. So and a lot of died. people might recognize that name, Alcee Hastings. Yeah. He held it for 30 something years, died in office. And yes. that's why there was the special election. So um, while... Jessica and Marcy went to the nudist colony in Loxahatchee <laughs> <laughs> to door knock. Um, I was in. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, we'll get into that later. Um, I went to Southwest Broward. I went to Miramar. I was like breaking into gated communities. I was in parts of <laughs> Fort Lauderdale. For the cause. <laughs> parts of Fort Lauderdale and Sunrise. That you probably Pompano. never wanted to go back to. They've like there were some places where a Republican had never knocked on their door before, like East Sunrise. Wow. Yeah. There were bullet holes. In we got to do better than that, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's important. I, I really think that, like, we've got to find precinct committee men and women to fill these slots so we can forge those relationships in mm -hmm. these neighborhoods. Because I think there is an appetite for our platform in those mm -hmm. areas. Yep. Um, so. Family values. Absolutely. A lots. I mean, lots. There's so much. And I think I think so, too. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. But no. it is. It's just one of my kind of my biggest things with the Republican Party is is we're so bad at messaging mm -hmm. who we are to the communities and to those around us. Yeah. Are we good? Uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll be good. Let me just okay. wrap up real quick here because I'm almost to the end of my story. So oh, that takes me through election day of 22. Um, I got roped into running for the executive board of the Broward <laughs> GOP. So now I'm the treasurer of the Broward <laughs> GOP as well. So you went from being like, ah, I can make one meeting a month to <laughs> here we are. Yes. Yes. And so now it's, it's just uh, drama 24 seven. No, it's not. It's a, it's an off election year there. We did have some municipals in March, mm -hmm. um, that, you know, were going on, but since then we're just trying to, you know, recruit more volunteers, um, get people geared up. Um, you know, obviously there's a lot of like voter, voter registration efforts going on right now. Uh, I'm not going to give away all of our secrets, but, um, you know, there's, there, there are things going on, but next year is going to be a huge push. I do intend to run for city commission again next year, Woohoo! Uh, Woo! different seat. And so that's kind of where 
kind of where I'm at. <laughs> All right. That's exciting. There's so much we're cool stuff. We're so excited for you. Abby. I know. Yeah, definitely. Yes. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so we're sure that all of our sound is being recorded, right? Yes. Okay. Just making sure. I'm getting nervous a little. Because this is recording over here. All right. So, okay. So um, where I left off was, I believe, moving into the fall, winter of 2020. So I'm going to go back a little bit. Um, I had a video. I think I might have mentioned this in the last episode. I had a video that went viral. And um, my name wasn't attached to it, so not a lot of people knew who it was. But there were a few people who knew that it was mine. And I got an, I got an e- a message one day from from um, a sitting city council member in Boca who um, had been sent overseas. So he was serving overseas, but he was still um, – I think he was still sitting or he had just resigned his seat. I can't remember. But he had been a city council member. And um, he said, you know what? Your video went viral. You should run for office. And I was like, what do you mean run for office? And he was like, you should run for the city council seat. No one's running against um, one of the members. And she's, o- you know, she's running out of post and you should run for her. And I was like, why me? He's like, because you had a video that went viral. <laughs> I was like, I don't know if that qualifies me to run for <laughs> office, but I'll look into it. So I was like, I saw, I talked to my husband and I was like, so, so um, Jeremy Rogers, that's who it was, um, messaged me from somewhere overseas, middle of the night, apparently for probably his t- time. And he's like, I think you should run for city council. And my husband was like, for what now? (laughs) (laughs) Say what? (laughs) I was like, yeah. He's like, that sounds crazy. I was like, I know, right? That's crazy. So I looked into it. I looked into like when the deadlines were. And I had about a month, month and a half before the deadline. So I just was like, you know what? Let me think about it. Let me pray about it. Let me ask some questions. Let me talk to my parents. Talk to, you know, some of my people that I trust to listen to me. And remember, this is still 2020. So this is um, not quite post-election um, night of 2020. This was right before the election, which was when I started thinking about this. And, um, but it's still during COVID. So there's no like meetings. There's no people to talk to. I had no inner circle of people. I, I, I didn't know what th- I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> no, we're not really sure what to do. So I talked to a couple of people that my dad knew. So my dad... Um, had been involved in Republican politics in Palm Beach County for a very long time. He had taken some time off. He was not, um, at the time, he was not involved in the Republican Executive Committee or anything like that, but he had been years prior. So he did have some connections. And so he was like, well, let me call a few people. Maybe you can talk to some people who have run before and at least, like, pick their brinks. I literally don't even know where to, I was Googling how to run for office. <laughs> like, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> literally. The Google's the Google. saves us once yeah, again. absolutely. So... We go through this process. We get up to um, the filing date. The filing date was the beginning of um, beginning to middle of December. I can't remember exactly what the date was, but it was the date was looming. And then I I pretty much decided that I was going to do it. And similar to Abby, I kept waking up in the middle of the night. I kept mm-hmm. stressing out. And I was mm-hmm. like, well, what does this mean? Am I crazy? Why would I do this? I don't think so. And then I'm like, but I should do this. I feel like I need to do something. Mm-hmm. I need to do something. What else am I going to do? I have to do something. So. So I started looking into it, and I got the filing date. I got all the paperwork. I talked to the few connections that I had. And um, and I remember this day, I, even the, the morning of, I was still, the filing deadline was 5 p.m. And the morning of, I was still not sure. I still hadn't, my bank account hadn't been set up yet. I had to finagle a bank account open. I had to, I went to the wrong location <laughs> for Wells Fargo. I had to go to a different, it was just a whole thing. So I remember I called a really good friend of mine out of the blue. I hadn't talked to her in a long time. But I just felt like I was supposed to talk to her. And I called her and I was like, listen, 
I was like, this is what I'm thinking about doing, and here's why. And she goes, immediately, no hesitation, do it. And I was like, and in that moment, I felt calm. I felt peace. I felt focused. And I was like, okay, well, if I'm going to do it, you have to help me. <laughs> so I need a campaign manager. She said, well, I've never been a campaign manager. And I said, I've never run for office. So <laughs> here we are. Let's I just, I just want to say like, once I made the decision to mm-hmm. run and I filed my paperwork, Oh I yeah. Fine. Same. Exactly. Fine. Yeah. So when you were saying that, I was like, oh, I know that feeling. Yes. I was like, I was crying. But I mean, I have to say like my parents, the few people at my parent, my dad, my parents wanted to help me. They, you know, they donated right away. Like they were like, so people around me were so confident in me that it really boosted that like mm-hmm. nervousness that I had that, that freak out anyway. So, so I'm running for office and again, 2020 moving to so now we've gone through, um, November of 2020, December of 2020, January of 2020. So I filed my paperwork in December, 15 minutes before the deadline. So it's stamped <laughs> 4.45 p.m., 15 minutes before the deadline. So we go into this, and it, it was insane because then, like, a few weeks later, January 6th happens. I mean, the political atmosphere in the country was just mm-hmm. crazy. And here I am, like, well, I'm just going to go start knocking doors because <laughs> that's what I was told to do is go do- knock door knocking. So I'm door knocking in the beginning of 2020. 2021 when everyone's still hiding from covid and i'm like so added to the nervousness of door knocking in general i now have are they gonna like slam the door in my <laughs> face or like throw holy water at me i'm bringing like spray with lysol, with lysol <laughs> scream at me because i'm not wearing a mask at their front door i mean like what am i gonna get i don't know what i'm gonna get so i had that but i put the kids in the wagon and we started dr- dragging them around the neighborhood i was like well i'm gonna start in my neighborhood and so i started in the neighborhood i started door knocking um, I started sending out emails and I get this email one day from this guy asking me all these questions and they were very like libertarian leaning questions. I'm not, every time I got an email, I'd get really nervous. I'm like, <laughs> am I going to know the right answer to the right question? You know, you know, I, again, same as Abby, I was trying to familiarize myself with my issue, the issues of the city. I was trying to, un- you know, create a platform and mm-hmm. what I was going to do. Mm-hmm. And I actually do think I had a pretty good platform considering that my opponent stole my platform. <laughs> literally. <laughs> She tried. She tried to steal it. She messed it up when she said it. One of the <laughs> ideas that I had, she stole it from one of our previous debates. She tried to say it in a debate, and she messed it up, and I got to call her on it, which was a blast. <laughs> so, sorry. Um, so I get this email, and then I guess I answered all the questions correctly because the email response back I get is, is, is this guy. He says, okay, well, I'm part of this group, and we meet in a room above a brewery. <laughs> and we would like for you to come speak. And I was like, a room above a brewery? Is this the Tongue Tavern? Like, where am I going? My husband got very excited. He's like, yeah, let's go. So again, remember, there's not a lot of groups. There's no like REC mm-hmm. meetings. There's nothing going on. So this mm-hmm. is like the first meeting that I've been invited to. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go. So actually that morning I was really, really sick. But I got a lot better in the afternoon. It was not COVID. Um, and I was like, I'm still going to go. I'm still going to go. So I go up to this room. And it was this group. And I was like, at the time, so... During, before that, I had, remember, I had sued the county, so my name is on the lawsuit, so if you Google my name for over the masks, so if you Google my name, that's like the one of the first things that comes up, I'm known as this big anti-masker, but I was really trying to move away from that because I, I kept telling people, the constituents in the city, I said, you know, the masks are going to go away eventually, COVID is going to go away probably in the next year, but whoever you elect is going to be sitting in office for the next three years, maybe six years, so you might want to, like, let's, let's look past that, so I really was trying to and I did. I, f- I, I really did, to some people, be able to get past that. So I was really, as I was going into it, I was really trying to put myself to people as not as this crazy anti-masker, but just as, as Josie, as someone who has ideas for the city and wants to serve and be a part of the community. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to go in and 
I'm going to just, you know, keep it professional. And then someone asked me, they're like, what, what, what do you think about all this mask stuff? And I'm like, oh, my gosh, how do I answer that question? And I was like, well, I'm not really for them. And I was, like, <laughs> trying to be really calm. And then it, someone else asked me another question, and they, every, like, everyone, you know, kind of figured out who I was and how my name was connected to all these things. And I really felt like when I walked into that Locals for Liberty meeting that they were my people. Mm-hmm. And uh, Michael and Marcy volunteered and helped set up signs for my campaign. Who's the email from? Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> It's from Kyle. Shout out to Kyle. <laughs> yep, it was Kyle. He's like, we had this group. And it was all, like, super, like, secretive. Yes. And, like, I was like, okay. okay. <laughs> so I have no idea what I'm walking into. Like, I'm like, okay. So, um, but I really, as I left that meeting, I was like, regardless if I win, I'm going to be coming back to this group. So I wasn't nice. able to come to the next one because it was election night. Oh, right. Um, but after that, I think I missed maybe one meeting in the last mm-hmm. few years since then because I really did. I felt like these are people who get me who understand who want to do things so um i lost that election but i did pretty well considering nobody knew who i was and i had no money and it was covid and um so but like abby's similar to how abby said um i met a lot of people and i learned a lot about myself i learned a lot about the process i learned a lot about my city and i feel like it did make me a better resident of the city and it made it even more so so we decided we were renters at the time we bought a house a couple months later we decided to make sure that we bought in the city because mm-hmm. we wanted to stay involved in what was happening in our city. And so um, after that election, I kind of stepped back to regroup. I started focusing a little bit more on school board stuff and dealing with school boards and their issues. Um, and I kept attending locals. And um, I was at the same meeting that Abby was at when the precinct strategy was pitched. And I was like, I can do that. My dad did that. And so my dad was at that meeting also. And so we both signed our paperwork and joined the REC. So I think I s- probably swore in the same mm-hmm. same time frame as you did maybe that same summer of 2021 and I was like all right no idea what I was getting into either <laughs> with those <laughs> meetings but it's important it's important to be the boots on the ground to to do the change to mm-hmm. make the effort to make the change from the ground up which is what we do in those meetings so um okay so then I moved forward to moving forward through the year 2021 into 22 um, I was trying to figure out where where I was going, what we're doing next. And um, Bob Weinroth was running unopposed, as Jessica said. And in one of the speeches I had given at the county commission back in the crazy time, I told them, I stood in front of them, and I said, we know who you are, and you will never run unopposed again. And so now I'm watching Bob Weinroth running unopposed. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I can't be a liar. So <laughs> I kept waiting for someone. I was like, surely someone is going to run against him. I mean, come on. Like, this is insane. So I kept talking to my husband. I was like, you know, I said this to him. And if I don't, if he, no one runs against him, I'm going to have to do it. And he's like, well, do you want to be a county commissioner? I was like, well, I'll, 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 <laughs> not exactly, but I can't be a liar either. So let's, he's like, well, let's see if we can find someone. <laughs> so Marcy, I can't I remember exactly how it went, but I just remember like in the either she mentioned it first or I was like, Marcy are you running? Or she mentioned something about running. And I was like, are you thinking about running? She's like, I'm thinking about it. And I was like, absolutely. Yes. Cause I had been feeling for a long time also that she should run for something. And, um, <clears throat> so we're at the, at my, Michael and Marcy's house that night. And Marcy looked around the table and she was like, I think I'm about to do, I'm going to do it. And I was like, all right, well, what do you need? And she said, I need a campaign manager. And I said, I'm in. I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm in. <laughs> so I went back to Google. And she said, okay, let's do it. So I went back to Google how to be a campaign manager. <laughs> and that's what I did. And here we are. So I, as Jessica said, Marcy definitely was a unicorn. She made it really easy to be a campaign manager. 
Um, but I definitely through that learned so much. It was such a privilege to work with her and not just her, Absolutely. but all the people around her, like the, the community that we built, the being able to walk out, I mean, door knocking in August, pushing my son in his stroller, um, just sweating and just, but still like, let's go, let's keep going, let's keep going and let's keep meeting the community and being out there in the community. And I just think it was, it was such a huge lesson on, um, on civic duty, really. Um, to be able to watch what she did and watch the people inspired inspire the people around her to come in and do their civic duty of okay, well, how can I serve? How can I be a part of it? So, um, she got elected, and um, I also work with Marcy. I'm not an aide. I do district relations now, so I do district related stuff. So I um, am her kind of liaison to things that are happening in the community, events, meetings. Um, things like that. Um, when I'm able to, I attend things in the office, um, but I try to keep my ear to the ground inside the district so that I can help her stay connected to the people. So she's she doesn't want to be up in West Palm just sitting up on her board. She wants to be a part of what's going on in the community around her. So that's um, where I am today. And that's my story. So um, at this point, we were going to see, is anyone live? Do we have any questions or comments or anything? We don't uh, have any questions in the chats. Um, you know, unfortunately, with the audio issues tonight, I think it's kind of stifled conversation. Bummer. But, um, you know, we're going to get these kinks worked out before the next yes. live stream for yeah, sure. We will. And, um, you know. And we'll upload this with the video. Yes, yes. we will definitely upload it. So everybody will be able so to. So if you do have questions about any of our stories or about anything that we um, are doing or and you know going forward, um, you can drop them in the comments also in the in the YouTube videos, and yeah. we will review those and make sure that we respond to them. So yeah. I believe I have it set up to where the, the live chat replay will be available after the live stream ends, and there's always comments. So there's like Perfect. the live chat and the comments. We, you know, we monitor the comments on our channels. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you can follow us on our social medias, yes. uh, media platforms. Uh, we're on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter yes. at We the Locals FL on all three sites. Um, so we're trying to, you know, we're trying to post uh, information there, clips of our videos, uh, information that we want to get to you guys. We will be attending. Um, well, so we have our next episode will be July twentieth. So we'll plan, you know, mark your calendars, 7.15 for us to go live for July 20th. With audio. With audio. <laughs> and hopefully. Um, hopefully. <laughs> no, with audio. Positive thoughts, Stu. Positive <laughs> thoughts. Um, Shout out to Stu tonight because yeah. he's been pulling his <laughs> hair out <laughs> over know, here. I feel so bad. Behind the soundboard. He's going to be a little more great He earned tomorrow. some extra crowns in heaven tonight. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Um, this is this cool one here. We that's the culprit? Really? Not it's plugged not. in correctly. She said that was something with this, but when I pull this out, it <gasps> doesn't. Oh, the thing, the it thing lit, lit up. Yeah, but it's not staying lit it's up. It's not staying lit up. All right, so we will figure that out. We will troubleshoot that and have um, actual audio for you guys next time. If um, not, we will re-record and we will figure it all out. We'll figure That's it all out. We'll do um, it again. I know, uh, Abby. Are you going to Turning Point USA? I had not planned on it. I had planned on being out of town that weekend, so oh. it's kind of up in the air, but. All right. Well, Jessica and I and Stu will yes. be at ActCon Action Conference at Turning Point USA on um, July 15th and 16th. 
and um, hoping to try to grab some interviews of people around to oh. see, um, you know, what does local politics mean to them. Mm -hmm. And so if you are planning to attend that conference and you would like to be interviewed, let us know. Yes, um, but we I will send a bunch of my Broward brethren your way because Perfect. there are quite a few of my friends that are planning to go. Perfect, because I we would awesome. like to, and we could upload upload those clips to our channel as well, because mm -hmm. we want to also hear from the community about what local politics means to you. What would you like to see covered by us here, um, and how we can help educate you and your friends about things that are happening in our community. Absolutely. So. And one thing that I just want to mention about tonight is that I hope everybody realizes the, really the simplistics of politics. It's not really that difficult. A lot of people make it sound like it's very difficult, but as you can see, like we just, we nobody really knew what they were doing. Google. <laughs> when we got into this. And, you know, and, and we ended up being either very close to being successful or actually successful. So it, it, it doesn't take a lot of work. It just, or I should say, it does take a lot of work but it's not hard anything that we i mean do you see who represents us in washington I right know, I, mean, I know goodness gracious. if aoc can get elected <laughs> i mean i mean dude goodness gracious yeah it i mean once you go down this journey you really kind of just look at it very different <laughs> and you're like oh my gosh and like, the thing is is that like like you're talking about wine ross like so many of these politicians run unopposed, unopposed. at the local level at the school board level, at the city commission level, at the county commission level, and that's where they get their heels in. Yeah. And it's like they run unopposed, term after term, they build up their war chest, and then they graduate and they to the next coalitions. level. They, they build coalitions. They build coalitions. Like, I know, like, yes. I mean, I live in the city of Boca, so I know there's, like, this little coalition. The mayor has his favorite people. Mm -hmm. So then if you challenge any of his favorite people to, in a race to run against them, he uses all of his connections and his yep. power to try to bring it out. So it doesn't even actually allow really for free and fair elections because he uses his platform to try to pull the strings the way that we combat that is the people that's yeah. right. and that's why we're here that's yep right. that's why Absolutely. this podcast exists is so that we can make sure that we have voices to give voices to you and that you all and that's why i said we want to hear from you about what's happening in your community that you want us to cover so that we can help you navigate what's going on so that we can give you a voice here through us to be able to help get good people elected and not stand for the bullies of these sitting sitting people <laughs> yes yeah, you so know who i'm talking to so <laughs> as as we understand is that it takes good candidates of course but uh, oh just a little bit of courage to yeah to yeah. and and support like we the people get to support these people who are willing to put themselves out there like Josie, like Abby, like Marcy, and mm -hmm. really support them in their journey. And, um, you know, so it's really important about not only getting good people elected, but also holding them accountable when mm -hmm. they're in office. Mm -hmm. And and I think that's where we kind of do the disconnect. Everybody does their vote, you know, and then they don't pay attention or they just pay attention to the headlines and not really understanding and thoroughly mm -hmm. checking, you know, checking the receipts, so to speak. Um, so I hope this podcast gives us everybody an opportunity to kind of connect those thoughts and, and just kind of connect together. So I just want to make sure that um, everybody uh, checks out our sponsor. I just want to thank again R30 Agency, a private investigating firm. Uh, you can find their link and everything on our website as well. We, the locals, podcast. 
gmail.com. Um, you can also email us at wethelocalsfl at gmail.com. So if you ever need to email us or want to know about sponsorships or anything of that nature, um, all of that is also on our website. Uh, so be sure to check us there as well. So I just want to tell everybody, have a great night and be sure to stay local. That's right. Have a good night, everyone. So it's yeah, it's the case.